Westplex 107.1, it is BS in the morning, and I am Shelly, she is Brad, and we are here. At least I think we are, aren't we? Um, yeah, we're here. Hey, you're So, there. she's the dance monkey girl. Yeah? We're the mic monkey. <laughs> we're the mic monkey. Uh, okay, they always talk about someone who comes out with a hit and comes from nowhere. Tones and I is her name. Um, do you think with the voice she does in that, and I don't know if that's the way she sings all the time, do you think there'll be a second hit for her? I do. You do? She's got a cute little voice. I mean, that. I don't understand this song too much because well, I still can't hear the word monkey. It's in there. Once, I think once. Well, And, and the goofy thing about it is if you watch the video, the video is just like, okay, I don't get it. You know, is, the, it, is it a dancing monkey? No, it's a, it's a, it starts out with an old guy in like a retirement home and he's in like a wheelchair and they wheel him in and the attendants are like, okay, hey, what can we do for you? Uh, you know, and they're, you know, he's like some feeble old dude. And then he escapes from the retirement home and he ends up on a golf course with a bunch of his buddies. And it just is like, okay, I don't get it. What does it have to do with Dance Monkey? And all these little, you know, crazy things happen on the golf course. And, you know, all these old guys are making fun of all the young people on the golf course. And there are these obviously sexy looking women that end up dancing with the old dudes. I mean, it's like, you know, it's like, okay. And then they, and the end of it is he's back in, in, you know, he's back in the rest home. It's like, Okay, I don't quite get it. You know, it's like <laughs> he was thinking about how it used to be. No, 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 because he was in real time. In other words, it wasn't like they were like young looking. It wasn't like they had old actors and then they were ended up in the golf course as young guys. It was like real time. In other words, that you know, he snuck out of the, the retirement home, met up with his buddies, all his old buddies at the golf course, and then they were making fun of all the of the young people. You know, like they were cutting in front of them with the golf cart and, you know, and stuff like that. You know, it just, <laughs> because that's what young people do to them. Well, I, I, that's I, karmic payback. I guess, right but it's to the point where, like, okay, I don't, and, and, and unless she's like an extra in there somewhere or she's one of the nurses or something like that, I don't think she's in there. You know, so the whole video is like, okay, it's like, I don't get it. You know, now certain videos, it's at a point where, you know, you know, there are, there are these producers that put together some of these music videos who are going like, okay, we're really going to baffle everybody with this one. You know what I mean? It's to the point where it's like, they, it makes no sense on purpose if that, if you know what I'm saying. It does. Yeah. So anyway, how's your weekend? No sense on purpose. It sounds like me, doesn't it? No, 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 no. How was your weekend? It was actually a lovely weekend. You went to an event on um, Saturday night. Saturday night, and what was the name of that uh, group again? It was called the Sweetheart Soiree by We Love St. Charles. We Love St. Charles, and yes, it, it was one of their fundraising galas. And it's what the Sweetheart Soiree. Yes, and it was like it's a, in February, but it was a Valentine's it was a 20s kind of deal. Theme. It was lovely. It was a Valentine's kind of deal. No, it was actually a Roaring Twenties thing. Oh. So I dressed up for the Soaring Twenties. Oh, God, here she goes with her Soaring Twenties again. <laughs> it's going to catch on, and I'm oh. going to take credit for it. <laughs> Have you bought the domain name? Somebody already has that. I'm almost positive. I'll check in a minute. Uh, but uh, um, that would be one of those that, uh, you know, it's just like I told you, what was it the one that um, that it came out in the presidential, and, and you know, something came out where President Trump said something which was sort of funny, and I remember I said to you, I said, oh, man, I, I'm going to buy that domain. And when I looked for the domain, it had already been bought and had been bought, bought by the DNC. And when you went to it, it forwarded to their campaign site for the Democrats. I'm like, OK, somebody in the Democrats is thinking quick on, on their feet on that one. Uh, but, you know, one of those things. So so it was where was it at? It was at the Foundry Arts Center. I like the Foundry Arts Center. 
if you it's lovely if, isn't it yeah if you've never and been then there. they had a speakeasy room you know that had it was it was catered by tompkins um down down on main street oh man they are, and they, also the same people own the rack house wine kitchen whiskey over in cottleville so it's the tompkins uh, uh rack house people there they're great advertisers of ours yeah, well, I'm working on that, but I will tell you that everything was fabulous, and they have their own special reserve yeah. from Maker's Mark. Yeah, and it was it was lovely. You know, you know, I I, and once again, I'm not much of a drinker, and I know people talk about, well, I only drink this kind of whiskey or only drink this kind of vodka, and to me, it's like I I, I don't drink a lot, but I drink amaretto. And I found this, you know, normally that Amaretto di Cerrone is expensive. It's like for a, like, what is it, a 250 milliliter bottle or something like that, small bottle. It's like 26 bucks, okay? Yeah, it's expensive, but it's delicious. I found a gas station that sells a bottle of it. And like, not, not a fancy bottle, but like sort of real plain Jane kind of whiskey kind of bottle, one of those kind of bottles. Uh, uh-huh. And it's six bucks. And it's made in St. Louis. I'm going like, and I've, I've actually asked a couple of my people that are in the, you know, in the, in the know in the liquor business, and they go, okay, there's this amaretto that's made, and they look at me like, there's no amaretto made in St. Louis. I go, I, you know, here's the bottle. I took a picture of it and showed it to one of my friends, and I said, okay, explain this to me. And he looked at it and he goes, I have no idea. I have no idea. I have no, no idea who it's would be doing It's just not that. De Serrano. No, it's just, it's, it's like, yeah. a, it's like a plain label. It's like, you know, it's like Joe's amaretto. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like, and, 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 and I've had people who have had it and and have told me it's really close to the good stuff you know now i can't tell you know i don't did you you get it what did you get it oh i've 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 had a bottle of it yeah i mean like one night i had a whole bottle no (laughs) i bought it i haven't had it (laughs) it was a hard day's night yeah i haven't i haven't had it i see you know me i'm not much of a drinker and you're not a drinker at all practically I, i i i only drink when i i mean there's two things that happen to me um a, I was a police dispatcher. I put myself through college as a police dispatcher. And unfortunately, that was back in the day when there was no mothers against drunk driving. And there was tons of drunk driving. Tons. Yes. There was a situation in Illinois where the drinking age was 19 for wine and beer. And yep. on any good, and almost on any Friday and into Saturday night, from like about 11 o'clock to like 2, 3 in the morning, there were always accidents on Westbound 270. All the Missouri kids coming from, from back from the bars and in Edwardsville and Collinsville are coming back from the bars. Stages. Yeah, are coming back from the bars in, 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 in East St. Louis, are coming back from the bars, you know, on, on 5570 or on 255 JB Bridge, you know, coming back from the bars in Columbia and Waterloo and places like that. And I saw so much carnage, you know, and I was the guy typing the reports and it wasn't unusual to have, um, you know, unfortunately fatal accidents. And I, you know, I'm the guy I'm going, Oh man, that's not good. So then, then if that's not bad enough, then I started to fly helicopters. And one of the things is, uh, eight, one of the aviation, a little acronyms or whatever you want to call it is eight hours between bottle and throttle. So I got to the point where the only... You mentioned that the other day. Oh, yeah, yeah. The only time I would ever drink something would be like if I'm in for the night and I'm not going anywhere, you know, to the point where it's like, it's like, okay, I'm done. I'm not going anywhere. You know, maybe I'll have a, you know, like a, you know, couple glasses of Amaretto on, on the rocks and I'm done and that's it. And I, you know, if I go out in public because of the fact that, that I don't even, I don't drink anything when I'm out in public, like because of the fact that I'm always afraid that I'm the guy it's going to have like one drink, and because I don't drink that much, I'm going to have one drink, 
and I'm going to pull out of the parking lot, and I'm going to get pulled over, and I'm going to, you know, because the, the .08, you know, because my, my body doesn't metabolize it, then I'm going to be a DWI, and that's the last thing I ever want to have happen. I value my driver's license. You know, I, 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 my, my teacher friends, I tick them off because, that, you know, I always make fun of them. No, I teachers. can't imagine. Oh, yeah, I always make fun of them. And, and they'll always say to me, and this always backfires. I'm like, well, you can probably name me things that, that you do every day that you learned. I go, you're right. And I, I, I agree with you. And they go, well, well name, name them. I go, driver's ed and typing. <laughs> because I drive every day and I type every day. I don't use... I get kicked out of driver's ed. I don't use geometry every day. I don't use... Well, I guess I use English to a certain extent. I don't use... You know, I mean, like, I don't... You know, I took French and German. I don't use that on a daily basis. I don't use hardly anything on a daily basis except driving, driver's ed, and typing. Oh, my... We had a, we had a great driver's ed teacher. Mr. Salinardi, he was this Italian guy, took it in summer school, man. And we had one of the kids in our car was just horrendous. And we ended up in a couple people's front yards whenever he'd drive. I mean, he, because, <laughs> because, you know, he... I never did that, but I failed the test. Oh, the driver's test? Because when I was backing up, I uh, used my rear view mirror instead of looking back oh, yeah, and checking yeah. all the That's signs. That's a no-no. That's a no-no. Yep. Yep. And, and, and um, I was like, big, big well, old F-bomb. Well, this, this guy... When he would make a turn, you know how you turn the wheel, and then as you're through the turn, you recover, you come back the other way? Yeah. He wouldn't do that. He would just keep the wheel turned. So in other words, if we made a right turn, like in a subdivision, he just kept the wheel turned, and we'd end up in somebody's front yard. You know? I mean, this happened several times. And Mr. Well, it sounds like how I uh, learned to ride my motorcycle. I don't even know if I want to hear that. <laughs> well... <laughs> So I didn't know how to ride. I had never, you know, I got kicked out of the driver's ed, rider's ed course because I kept on dropping the bike. Every time I come to a stop, the bike, I would b- drop the bike and it would like fall on top of me. It wasn't my bike. It was one of their starter bikes. Yeah. And then I'm like, I'm going to get this. So I sat there and I practiced going, I drove 35 miles not per hour, but 35 miles total in my um, subdivision neighborhood. Yes. Yep. And I still kept on dropping this bike. And then that was my bike. And that weighed 666 pounds dry weight. Anyway, I was able to get it back up. And I, I went out to the Tracon over at Research Park because I, 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 I just couldn't handle it. My body couldn't handle it anymore, dropping this bike on me. So David, my husband, drove it out, rode it out to Research Park, and he's like, okay, you need to show me what you're doing. And so I did, and I got out of eye, eye, eye range, and I dropped the bike. And Well, don't, didn't you do the left foot deal? Or, you, know, you know what that's all about with motorcycles, right? No. Yeah, the left foot. That's what they teach you to do is because you come to a stop, you put your left foot down because your right foot's on the brake. So, you know, you got the handbrake on the right side, uh, you know, the front brake on the right side, which is on the handlebar. And then you got the rear brake, which is, you know, pedal on the right side. So as you're approaching a stop, you're supposed to put your left foot down. So when you come to a complete stop, you your left foot, you know, hits the ground first and then you know, uh, with your hand still on the, the, the handbrake on the handlebar, you put your right foot down and steady yourself. 
Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I wasn't doing that. Oh, obviously. When I would were, come were, to a stop. Were you falling over to the left or the right or, or difference every time? It doesn't matter. I wasn't putting my feet down. Oh, well, that doesn't work. <laughs> I would come to a stop. If you ever ride a bicycle, it's the same thing on a bicycle. If you, when you come to a stop, unless you're it like. Was, I was concentrating on all the things that you had to oh, do. Oh, man. And you're the ones that drive. You, you probably passed me on the highway. I'm going like, oh, my God. I, no, I, I, no, 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 no. As soon as I learned that I wasn't putting my feet down, I would sit there and I would crawl, uh, you know, on the bike and we would just, I would just go to a crawl and then practice putting my feet down and grow, you know, ride to a crawl and practice putting my feet down. And I did that for 35 miles. I actually became a better rider than some of the men. I don't doubt that. And I put 11,000 miles on my bike. I don't doubt that at all. There's some men out there that are pretty bad on motorcycles. Well, that's because they're usually drunk. I should. But, you know, um, I, I shouldn't tell this story. If my kids were listening, my two youngest sons, um, I got a, for a while. I had I had a couple dirt bikes. I love dirt bikes, and I take them down to the transmitter site, and I'd ride my dirt bike. And um, I took my sons down there once, and neither of my sons had ridden a motorcycle. So I'm going like, okay, here's how you do it. You know, here they're showing the foot, the, you know, all the kind of stuff. And as I I, I took off from a stop, I fell down, <laughs> and my sons are both going like. Okay, Dad, thanks for the lesson. Way to go. I feel so <laughs> and, um, and, empowered. And I don't think I'd ever done that before. You know what I mean? It's one of those things where it's like, okay, I'm going to do it in front of my kids. Okay, sons, here's how to do it. You, you know, you got the clutch here, and, you know, you put it in first gear, and you let the clutch out. And as you start to move, you bring your feet off off the ground, and you accelerate with the accelerator, you know, and, and, and the handle grip and all that kind of stuff. And here I went about 20 feet and fell down. <laughs> So, yeah, my son still so my son still remember that. Hey, we've got issues this morning with the computer system, so we're going to take a break here, and uh, uh, we may be back sometime before eight o'clock. <laughs> it's it's six twenty four. Westplex one hundred seven point one. Bernie Sanders' favorite song. Havana. <laughs> There's, you know, what happened over the weekend. He was on sixty minutes last night, and. Um, you know, I, I, this is what's sort of fascinating about the Internet and things like that. Be careful of what you say, because decades later, it'll come back to haunt you. That apparently he, That is so true. Yeah, no kidding. He made a speech in uh, 1986 at some university in Vermont, and he praised, um, he praised um, um, Castro in Cuba about how, how good that uh, essentially uh, uh, communism and socialism was in, in, cast, in, in, uh, in, in, in Cuba. That if you know the whole deal when Castro took over and he was, uh, you know, essentially the iron dictator for like 50 years. And, you know, and keep in mind, if you've ever uh, if you've ever seen streets in 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 Cuba in Havana, um, the cars look like it looks like they're filming a TV series from the 50s because all the cars are like 40s and 50s cars because they're no longer allowed to import new cars. So. All the cars, like the newest car, like in Havana, is like something like from like 1962, and that's it. And how cool would that be? Well, no, it's terrible because of the fact that oh, you know they, they can't terrible? get they, well, they can't get parts. You know, I mean, you know, they they, they oh, literally yeah. are making parts there to keep these cars going because they won't import parts. So anyway, Bernie was on there talking about you know, hey, great, you know, Havana, you know, Cuba, Castro did all sorts of great things. I'm going like, yeah, Castro. The guy who, if you didn't agree with him, he lined you up in, in, in front of a firing squad and shot you. I mean, okay, that's great. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, the economic uh, of reality of, of Cuba is, like, horrible. I, I, I guess, God, I don't want to get into politics, but I'm going, like, okay. And yet we always seem no, to I mean, every day. I mean, here, you know, here's what I don't get. 
And I know all sorts of people, oh, my, Bernie Sanders. And I'm going like, okay, you realize that the reason we have this great economy and the reason that you live in a nice house and the reason that you drive a nice car and that, you know, you're, you send your kids away to a good college is because of capitalism, not socialism. And, and, but the whole idea behind socialism is everybody's equal. But what always has gotten me about that is, is like, let's say, let's say a union, okay? And I'm not making fun of unions because I was in a union twice. But the idea behind a union is everybody's equal. If you're a journeyman electrician, you're as good as any other journeyman electrician. But if you go on the job site and there's like, let's say there's 10 journeyman electricians on the job site and you go up to one of the guys and say, hey, who's the best electrician here? He's going to say, oh, that's Jim. He's, he's better than all of us. You know what I mean? The idea is everybody's equal, but that's not the case. It's just like, you know, you and I, you know, I'm not the best, uh, you know, guy at uh, doing, uh, you know, at dancing. I'm terrible at dancing, you know, but that would be like, okay, well, everybody's going to learn how to dance. Well, I don't even want to learn how to dance. You could do the get up. (sighs) Yeah, I could get up. I know that's actually sort of hard to do. What are you talking about? I can't do any of that kind of stuff. My flash mob was actually teaching that last weekend. I didn't go because I had two things to do, but, um, on Saturday, but they were they were they were uh, showing us how to do the get up. Well, any, anyway, the Bernie thing is to the point where I mean, I have to tell you, I'm thinking to myself. First off, you know, here we go again. It's like, is this going to be an interesting election year? Because if it ends up to be Bernie and Trump, you know, and and here's the interesting part of it is is that the the Democrats for you know have been saying we need new fresh blood, we need young leaders. Well, they're all out of it now. The only people left, the only person left in the Democratic uh, you know primary is Buttigieg. And I keep thinking about that. I overthink that. I remember when he first got popular, and, and one of his one of his uh, aides said, "Here's how you pronounce his name: Boot." And then edge twice, boot edge edge, which and you know boot it, edge edge yeah boot edge edge that's what they said and you have to you say it you edge twice and if you don't if you sort of slur it it's like it becomes boot edge edge, but it's boot edge edge and I'm going like okay how do you get that out of his name you know I mean I look at that and go like but he's the only young guy everybody else is like old guys I mean old guys you know uh, uh, Biden's what seventy seven uh, Bernie's seventy eight um, um, you know Elizabeth most, Warren's most in her seventies with the exception of. Um, well, I think Barack Obama was the the youngest one since Kennedy. Yeah, yeah, it was, and 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 you know, and one of the, and some people will say, well, you know, and some people say, uh, you know, that was sort of a fluke. I mean, I'm not saying anything bad about Barack Obama, but it was, you know, if you remember, he wasn't supposed to be uh, the Democratic candidate. It was supposed to be Hillary, you know, and here Hillary, we go again. Yes, yeah. and he lost in the primary, or she lost in the primary. So anyway, if, you know, like I said, if you watch that, that and and if, if and, and you, you look at the news this morning, that's all that's on the news. Matter of fact, if I, I look at a bunch of different websites in the morning trying to not be biased. And if I just pick one, let me see, like, yeah, here's one, right? Bernie Sanders defends Fidel Castro's socialist Cuba. Unfair to simply said everything is bad. Well, that's true. That's like, you know, I mean, if you said, if you said, hey, uh, I think that, uh, you know, the, the, the clubs in Sage are all bad. No, there's some good things about the clubs in Sage. You know, they got ice in the drinks, you know, I mean, stuff like that. They got right? ice in the drinks. <laughs> right, you right. got plenty of glitter. <laughs> right. You know, there's some good things about the, you know, they're, they're, the parking's free. You know what I mean? As opposed yeah, to downtown. So there's always pops. Right. Yeah. You, you know, so, you know, yeah, you can't say, you know, I mean, you know, it's, it's like saying it's like saying, you know, a Yugo was a bad car. Yeah, it was a bad car. But yet there's a couple of redeeming factors that, you it, know, it had four wheels. My, my biological father, my daddy, he um, he drove a Yugo. Horrible cars. 
He loved it. Yeah, but it was right. It yeah. was red. Yeah, he had a Mercedes how, convertible. How long did he? But he, he got this Yugo how, and he sat there and he drove it everywhere. And people, he he owned a restaurant down in Clayton. But how long did he drive it though? How many how many years? That was the problem with the Yugos. They didn't hold up. No, well they were disposable cars. Well, yeah, but, but who wants that? Well, he loved it, and the reason he quit driving it was because people told him if that's all you can afford is a Yugo. We're not eating here. Well, I, but but the problem because he was a five star restaurant. See, I, I'm I'm a I'm a practical at least try to be a practical kind of guy, and I always look at cars, and I don't look at them as like, oh, isn't it a cool car? I do look in that respect, but I always look at it as like, okay, how is how easy it is to service? I mean, God, I know guys who are mechanics, and they tell me, but you know, horror stories about things that used to be really really simple to do. You know, I mean, like, it's just like, okay, it takes you 10 hours to get down to the, the part of the engine you need to repair. It's just like me with my one car. I got a problem with the heater core is bad in it. You know, I don't have any heat in it. And the part's $157. But if you take it to the dealer, it's $2,000 labor to pull the whole dashboard out. They got to disable the airbags because it's got airbags. You know, it's got front airbags and side airbags. They got to disable yeah. the airbags. They have to take the steering wheel out because, you know, the, the, the dashboard won't come out unless the steering wheel's off. And they have to disassemble everything, the air conditioning system, all the controls, the radio, all that stuff has to come out. And it takes like it takes like six hours for them just to pull the dash and then, you know, the repair on the heater core is like an hour. And then it takes like four hours to put everything back in. So it's like a day and a half of labor. And it's like, OK, you know, why did they do that? Well, because they're just cramming stuff into cars. And the serviceability on is like is like terrible. I mean, my other car, my Volkswagen. That's because people want more and more and more, and they're trying to accommodate. But, but with that accommodation, no, no, comes. Um, it's like the law of unintended consequences. No, they're designing to be obsolete. They're designing them to be to the point where if you have a car, I mean, like with me, I have never, you know, knock on for Micah, I've never blown an engine in a car, and I've had cars. I get cars that got three, four hundred thousand miles on it. But it's always what kills me in the cars is. All the little stuff that goes wrong. The heater switch doesn't work. You know, the heater core goes out. The air conditioner Anything compressor goes Anything preventative maintenance, Brad. Yeah, but the problem is is that it's those things that, that, that end up sort of nickel and diming you to death. I mean, those are the things that ultimately like, okay, I'm not putting, you know, I'm, you know, I mean, you know, it's one of those things. I mean, that's how I got my one car. I mean, you know the car that, that unfortunately yeah. I got yeah, hit I by a tractor trailer in. That car yeah. was sold to me by a very nice lady who the air conditioning went out on it and, and the same deal. She said it was going to cost like, I don't know, 18, 19, you know, $2,000 to fix the air conditioner. And she just said, eh, I'll just buy a new car. And and essentially she showed me what the blue book in the car was and she deducted $2,000 for the air conditioner repair. And I bought it for like, I think $800. I was like, man, I love that and little car. And you love that little but car. once again, it didn't have air conditioning. It had great heater. So, but so I, it, had a, it had a sunroof. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, only car I've ever had a sunroof. Hey, by the way, the yeah. weather today, uh, unfortunately, we can't get Jennifer. She's uh, having a little extended vacation right now. Uh, weather today is going to be, uh, the temperature right now is pretty much where we're going to be. It's 45 degrees outside. The high is only going to be 48, so it's pretty much going to stay this temperature all day long. Going to be cloudy and starting, as uh, a matter of fact, right about now, uh, 7 o'clock. It's supposed to have rain, as a matter of fact, rain all through the day uh, up until about, uh, even some thunderstorms this afternoon, uh, probably by about uh, 10 o'clock tonight. Hopefully the rain should be out of here, but pretty much rain all day long. So just be prepared for that. Are you excited? You, you pumped? 
about the rain. Yeah, about the rain. <laughs> yeah, so I can look like a wet, drowned puppy all day. There you That's go. awesome. Yep, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back. 641, Westplex 107.1. Good morning to you. It is the, what, the 24th day of February. This is leap year, so we have one more day. It's not the end of the month on Friday. It's the end of the month on Saturday, which is the 29th. I always wished I was born on then. I had a kid I went to school with who was born on the 29th on a leap year. I always thought that would be cool. You know, I always wanted to be born on leap year as well. <laughs> I missed it by a scotch. I have I have two questions for you, okay? And I want honest answers from you. Are you ready? Uh-huh. Okay. I heard something over the weekend, an ad for a jewelry store. Not going to say which one because I'm not trying to pick on them. But the lady was, was talking about like, oh, I was so happy that that my boyfriend got engaged with me. And what I was even more happy was he got me a conflict-free diamond. Uh, okay, so is that the... Um Okay, if, if, if your husband... Those are the, uh, if what you, is it, the African well, conflict? Well, it's, it's the, supposedly the diamonds that are not mined in countries that are, you know, at war, you know, I mean, essentially, you know, that kind of stuff, conflict-free. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so if... So does that mean that it was grown in a lab? I know, it was from a country that wasn't, wasn't in a war. But the point being is... Kind of like PETA approved? Well, let's say your husband gave you a nice new ring with a diamond in it. Would you say, honey... I love it, but where'd the diamond come from? Is it conflict-free? Would you do that? No. <laughs> well, I'm thinking that... No, I have to say no, I would not. I'm thinking that 99 out of 100 women would say the same thing. Like, you know, oh, it's a diamond, you know? I mean, and, and, and I get... It's a pretty and it's shiny. Well, I get that some people are are in the mode of, you know, they want to be socially correct. And, 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 you know, I get it. You know, I mean, and I'm not making fun of them. That's, you know, that's what, hold on, I got to do something here. Oh, darn it. Hold on. I got a problem. I'm trying to do two things at once. I'm trying to fix a update and restart. Okay, that's what I'm going to do. Okay, I have a problem with the computer. I'm just going to reboot it. Anyway, um, that's the thing that that sort of caught me. But, like, I'm thinking, okay. And and I got a feeling there's some there's some women or some men, too, that would not, you know, like, they're going to ask if they went to the jewelry, where'd this diamond well, come from? Well, first of all, if my husband got me a really expensive d- ring, I would actually, it, it, I wouldn't enjoy it, because I've already got so much jewelry that I don't need any more. And he knows that about me. Okay. I, I, well, I, I just I just was curious because, like I said, I mean, the commercial made it out to be that like, oh, my God, you know, it's it's beautiful. But more importantly, it's conflict free. OK, whatever. OK, here's here's Pita approved. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Here's the other one. OK, they're talking about the caucuses over the weekend in Nevada. And I'm listening to a news report actually on NPR. And the lady called Nevada the minority majority state. What does that mean? (laughs) Well, it took me a minute to think about it. I'm going like, hold on a minute now. Essentially, what they're saying is the minorities, the blacks and the Latinos and all the other different minorities, there's more minorities than there are white people. So it's the minority majority. So that's sort of to me, that's sort of like saying, um, you know, fast car with no engine. It's like okay, so hold on. If it's a, how could it be a fast car if it doesn't have an engine? It's to me, it's like. I get what they're saying, that in most states, still, the majority of the people are white. 
But yet, if you are in the majority in that state, if you're Latino or black, aren't you then a majority? Aren't, you know, aren't you, you know, don't, doesn't, doesn't that make you the majority and the whites, the white people are the minority? Yeah, but I don't think that, that counts like that. Well, I thought, thought it was interesting. Minor- I was just processing what you were saying. That's why it took me so long to respond. Minority, majority state. And you know, once again, when I heard that, I thought to myself, okay, I get what they're saying, but is that the best way to put it? And they talked about how Bernie, you know, was very popular with the minorities. But the problem is in, well, not the problem, but the situation in Nevada is that the minorities are the majority. So they're saying that's why he did well in in Nevada. And that was one of the things they were saying was going to happen with with Biden because, you know, he, the people, the, you know, the minorities, the black people like him. And but yet apparently they didn't like him enough because I think he came in second or third or something like that. But anyway, the only reason why the majority why the minorities that are the majority like him is because he has hairy legs that turns blonde in the sun. Unfortunately, my computer is rebooting, so I can't play that right now. Otherwise, <laughs> otherwise, I, well, would... I just did it for you. It's my rendition of Bernie Sanders. Hold on. Let me type something here. I'm trying to get this computer back up. Okay. Let's see if that's going to work. No. Hold on a minute. Eh, I'm trying to do two things at once, which doesn't work. Okay, nope. Incorrect password. God, don't you hate it? Hold on a minute. Now people know my password. There we go. Okay, there's that. No, I don't want that. <laughs> the computer is coming back up. Uh, high is going to be 45. We're at 43 right now. Or Excuse me, high is going to be 46. We're at 44 right now. I just looked at it. And is still screwed up. Gosh, I don't know what the heck's going on with this. Driving me nuts this morning. Okay, um, we're going to take a break. And the computer should, if I hit this, it should play commercials, and we'll be back. It's 6.55. Westplex 107.1 and the donut liquor. Yes, boyfriend. Good morning to you. Oh, I'm... would you stop that? <laughs> I know you get a kick out of it. Oh, my goodness. The donut Just liquor. stop it. Isn't that, what's the real name? Donut? Oh, hold on. Is it, it's a donut liquor? What's, I don't know her real name. What's her real name? I don't know. It's donut liquor. That's what it is. No, it's not. Weather today, rain, 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 rain. You probably already know that. It's probably raining where you're at right now. A large band of activity. Matter of fact, uh, it's uh, right now from the St. Louis area all the way back across the state of Missouri and halfway back through Kansas. So that's why we're supposed to have rain all day long because that's just going to slowly move through the area. Uh, Might even have a thunderstorm or two this afternoon, so be prepared for that. Lots of stuff in the news today. Uh, First off, uh, you know what's going on today as far as uh, the Los Angeles Lakers. They have the big um, memorial service. Uh, for Kobe Bryant and his daughter, I still it still bothers me that every headline I read is Kobe Bryant and his daughter and seven other people, and like those other people don't count. I, I that that bothers me, and I get You're it. You're not the only person that that feels that way, Brad. I get it that he's the big star and, and his daughter, you know, because his daughter was you know this the daughter of him, and but you know there was a pilot and six other people on that flight that were killed, and to me, yes, it's, there were. It's it's you know I mean I, I, you know that's just me. I get it, but yet by the same token, I don't think it's right. But what do I know? Um, we talk, oh, lady vacuuming sidewalk in Yakima, Washington. Okay, we were going to talk about that. Do you hear this story? Yes. Did you no. know what you know what I'm talking about? I As do not. A guy drove by and he saw a lady with a vacuum cleaner, you know, like the kind you'd use on your carpets, you know, the kind with a handle and you roll back and forth yeah. on rollers. Okay. And she's out vacuuming her sidewalk. 
So he takes a video of it and posts it. Oh, look at this lady. She's out vacuuming her sidewalk and making fun of her the whole bit. Then, apparently, she heard about this and she sort of fought back and essentially said, you don't understand what was going on. Uh, We're not doing very well. Our next door neighbor gave us a van that he didn't want anymore because we didn't have a car anymore. And our van was sitting in the driveway and somebody lost control of their car and drove across our lawn and smashed into our van and broke out one of the windows and then took off. So it was a hit and run. And now the van that they got donated by their neighbor is no longer, uh, you know, it can't be driven anymore because it's essentially total. It's an older van. And she was out there cleaning up the glass from the fact that her car or van got crunched. And that's why she was out there with the vacuum cleaner. There's a lot of truth to you never know what's going on in another person's pair of mismatched socks. Right. And and then the guy, when he found this out, he apologized to her and was like, oh, you know. Did he buy her a new car? No, but, but, you know, here we go again, which is the good. Kickstarter came along and and they started up a Kickstarter campaign to buy them a new car. Well, not a new car, but, you know, a, a, a car. And, you know, it's one of those things where you see some, you see things sometime and you go, oh, look at that, there's somebody out there vacuuming there. Although, you know, when you think about that, I, that, that if you've ever had glass that, that I have a vacuum cleaner uh, that I bought years and years and years ago, which is a really cool vacuum cleaner. It's an upright vacuum cleaner, and it's an industrial upright vacuum cleaner, and it has what's called a clean-out port in it. And it's designed for like use in like environments where you could pick up uh, like little pieces of, uh, uh, you know, like uh, in a manufacturing environment where you would pick up like little pieces of, of metal or, you know, little chunks of wood and stuff like that. And instead of yeah. the stuff being sucked into the vacuum cleaner and then going through the motor and tearing up the motor, there's this low spot on the side where the heavy things settle. And there's a little port, a little, little access port that you open up. And like if I accidentally, you know, vacuum up a penny or something like that, it ends up in this little port. And you turn the vacuum cleaner off and you take the little thing out the side and you pull the, you know, whatever's in there. Just It's laying right down there. You just slide it out and you, you know, go, you know, go back to business. And I've actually used that outside. Because I had a similar situation where I had a, a window that got broken, and it was a car window. And, you know, if you, if you know about, like, the, uh, not the, the front windows, but the side windows, most cars, the, when, they, when they shatter, they shatter in little tiny pieces. Like, you know, you get showered. Shards. Yeah, They're little, 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 yes, exactly, little tiny pieces. Uh, so you don't have any big, big pieces of, you know, of glass that would ultimately, like, you know, like, get you like a knife or anything like that. And I, I did that once, but I used my industrial vacuum cleaner. I just went out there. You know, people go, why don't you use a shop vac? Well, the idea behind this is is that it's got the beater bar on it, and it gets everything. You know, I mean, this thing is like it super vacuum cleaner. It doesn't sit there, and, you know, when you go through it, it doesn't sit there when the beater bar, atta- you know, touches the debris, it goes, well, well and what, like, what, what's all? Spits it out all over? No, 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 no. And what's also cool about this is that this vacuum cleaner has a dust cup. It doesn't have bags. It's got a dust cup. And years ago, when I first bought it, and once again, I don't want to say how much I paid for it. I paid a lot of money for it. Actually, at one point in time, I had two of them because I, I found one used and I bought it because I like my other one so much. My next door neighbor saw me use it once and she said, Is that really a good vacuum cleaner? And I go, yeah, it's a really good vacuum cleaner. She goes, well, I've got a very expensive vacuum cleaner. And could I just try it once? I go, yeah. So I let her use my vacuum cleaner. And she got all upset because since it has the dust cup, I cleaned it out. And when I gave it to her, and after she had vacuumed her floors, she used my vacuum cleaner and got a bunch more dust. 
You know, I mean, literally, she'd vacuum her floors like that morning, and then she used mine in the afternoon. So it wasn't like a ton of dust got in there, like in you know five or six hours. And she was like super embarrassed. Oh my God, I spent like you don't know how much one I spent for that vacuum cleaner, and your vacuum cleaner is so much better. I go, it's an industrial. Is it vacuum a rain glow or rainbow? No, it's a Hoover. It's a Hoover. It's an indu- it's a Hoover. Yeah, it's a, it's an industrial vacuum cleaner. It's and you know it's what it's for. It's it's for if you ever see like the crews, you know, like in in office buildings, this is the vacuum cleaner. This it's I a, actually used to be a crew for McDonnell Douglas. Well, this is a heavy duty vacuum cleaner, and it's built, to, you know, it's built to you know to be used, you know, four, five, six hours a day. Whereas most of your vacuum cleaners aren't, you know, they're not designed for that. They're designed to use it, you know, maybe once a day for twenty minutes or something like that. If you vacuum up your floor, so anyway, that, that's that's my industrial vacuum cleaner. See, I I like I like industrial stuff. I like stuff I that's You're built. Like Tim the Toolman Taylor. Oh, no, I like stuff that's built to like you know like you know. The, the, <laughs> What was that again? I'm not going to say it. <laughs> oh, hold it, do it, hold it, do it one more time. Come on. It's not happening. Come Brent. on, do it one more time so I can get it in nope. a, another drop. Come on. That's a hard no. Come Move on. on. So, so it can be some of like my favorites, like 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 uh, this yeah, one. Like the ones. Um, yeah, not going to happen. Like this one. Uh, they don't have dog catchers in the government. All right. I'll I know like you this love one. that, I and I that. still don't know why. And then Shelly, Shelly was, believe it or not, I, you know, you don't realize this, but Shelly was actually um, uh, on the broadcast yesterday for the ESPN Fox uh, broadcast of the uh, Battle Hawks in downtown St. Louis at the Dome. No, I wasn't. Oh, she was on the, the she was on the, 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 the broadcast, and one of the play-by-player guys said, said, Shelly, what would you do in this position if you were a Battle Hawk? And she said, draw back two and punt. <laughs> <laughs> okay, smarty pants. Draw back two and punt. <laughs> And then, so I know what it is now, but now I just don't say it just because you've made a point out of it. You think? I know. Laws are made to be broken. Yep, that's Shelly. Our, our, my, my, my all-time new favorite is... What does the fox say? <laughs> well, that is what the fox says according to the song. Well, you you think that's the truth? You think that's the truth? Well, you know what you are? You're a line dog face pony soldier. Pony soldier. <laughs> that's what you are. <laughs> um, over the weekend, um, I, I listen to all sorts of different radio, and I listened to uh, uh, KWMU, NPR, and um, they had a really, really interesting it's this guy by the name of Guy Raz, and he does this thing because, um, 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 you know, what's it called? I built this company or something like that. And they had the story on the beginning of Cisco Systems, which now, you know, makes all sorts of computer stuff and is a multi, multi, multi million, billion dollar company and, and you know, make phone systems and all of that kind of stuff. And it was started by a husband and wife couple. And it was really fascinating. And they, they, they did the show with the woman who was the, uh, the start of it and talked about how uh, she used to hang out with all these computer nerds. And, and ultimately, she uh, married her husband because he was the ultimate computer nerd. And um, how the company essentially was, was, was stolen from them. It's pretty interesting. Hello? Didn't petty fog on that at all. What's that? I said there was no petty fogging on that uh, comment at all. About what? The company was stolen from them? 
Yeah. Well, they ended up, I mean, they ended up with $170 million, but essentially what happened was they couldn't get financing, and they went to a venture capitalist, a VC guy, and he did financing, but essentially took the controlling interest of the company away from them. They didn't really realize what was going on, and then they fired him. And here's the thing was, they had a deal where they were going to be vested in the companies. In other words, they, they got this financing, and they had four years until they were going to be vested in the company, and then they could essentially walk away with, uh, you know, like a really nice, uh, you know, uh, a stock and a payout. Well, after two years, the, 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 the woman, the wife, got fired because of the fact that they thought that, you know, once again, she's talking about, hey, they'd fire the woman, but they're not going to fire the guy. And they and, and she went down the hall and, and, you know, told her husband, I just got fired. And he said, really? And he goes, yeah, I just got fired from my own company. I got fired. And he said, then I quit. And they both walked out together. And see, that was interesting because they didn't think that was going to happen. They thought that, that she would just, you know, when they fired her, that she would just quit. And her husband would go, well, sorry, honey, but, you know, you can just stay at home now and I'll make all the money. You know, but instead he goes, no, if you, you know, they fire my wife, I quit. And they both walked out. And it hurt the company because of the fact that the two founders essentially quit in one day. But it was pretty interesting. Talked about how, how they really, they literally made the first, because the whole thing was they were making routers, computer routers. And they were making the routers in their living room. They were building them in their living room. And, and you know, that's how they were, they were, you know, that's how they started the company. And they'd, they'd get enough money from sales. And then, you know, they'd, they'd make a bunch of routers. And then they would sell them. And then they would get paid, which would give them enough money to buy more parts. And they'd build another batch of routers. And they'd you know, go out and sell them and then they'd get paid. And so this is how they kept going. And the problem was that's why they needed financing because they kept running out of money because every time they would go through a build cycle, uh, you know, they would have enough money to build a whole nother, you know, uh, you know, another production run. And then the money was gone. And then they had to wait till get them. They got paid till they got more money in. It's pretty interesting. I know it sounds boring, but, um, you know, it's one of those it things. It really doesn't actually. Well, it does and, sound pretty interesting. And, and if you've ever heard, have you ever heard the story of Damon John? The guy on on uh, on uh, Shark Tank who uh, did Ubu, uh, no Fubu, Fubu, For Us, By Us. Fubu, For Us, By Us. Yeah, you ever hear no, the story? For, oh have. my God, what a fascinating story that is. I mean, talking about rags to riches. I mean, and and once again, I mean, you know, he was a real hustler. I mean, he worked his butt off. He was he was working during the day. He was literally sewing hats. And 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 some of the you know some of the the shirts that they were they were uh, you know selling Fubu and at night he was a waiter at Red Lobster. You know you got to do what you got to do to get by. And and ultimately uh, he actually converted his house. He bought the house from his mom. He lived in in uh, in Brooklyn, I think, someplace in Brooklyn. And they bought the house from their mom. And he actually took all the furniture out, sold all the furniture, and they filled it with sewing machines, and he hired all these local people to sew all the, the stuff. And that's how, they, that's how they, they started the company. They were actually making the stuff in their house in Brooklyn. And then at night, he'd go to work at, at he'd do that all day long, and then at night, he'd go to a Red Lobster, and he'd wait, work as a waiter. Good for him. You know, when I was a single parent, for years, I always had a second, I had a primary job that didn't pay very well, but it got, had great benefits. But my second job was always because then I was going to school as well. But my second job was always in the way in the restaurant industry. Well, there's there's money to be made. I you know I was a curbboy steak and yes, shake. Yes, there is. I averaged five six dollars an hour when the minimum wage was I think a buck sixty. I mean, you know I made I made more money in three nights as a curbboy than the assistant managers made working five nights a week. 
Um, and and you know, and the nice thing about it was, man, I always had cash. That spoiled me. That's, that's you know, I think that's, that's why. Exactly it. I think I'm still why I like cash. I don't care what anybody says. You know, I I, I go someplace and I got money, and people go, you don't have a credit card. I go, I like using cash. Why is that? You get made fun of nowadays. I go, like, cause I like using cash. You know, because, uh, you know, nobody's going to steal my, you know, it's never going to steal my credit card number or anything like that. You know, I'm telling you, my goal in life is to go in and buy a car someday with cash. Just walk in. Hey, here's a bag of money. I want that car right there. You think they would let you do that? Oh, it happens all the time. Talk to any car dealer. There's still old people that come in like that, you know, that, that you know, some of the people that it's went through. Stuff the, it in their. Oh, no, no, no. Their, um, I mean, like, like my mom and dad. Mattress. They, you know, my mom and dad went through the Depression. And there are a lot of people that didn't trust banks after all the banks failed. You know, go watch, go watch, uh, you know, it's, it's a Wonderful Life with, uh, uh, you know, with, uh, with Jimmy, uh, Stewart. Jimmy Stewart and uh, with Donna Reed. I mean, go watch that. The banks failed. And, you know, and if you didn't, you know, and people, that was a whole story. People were coming to get their money out of his savings and loan. And they didn't have the money, you know. And that was, that was the whole thing, you know, if you don't have money. You know, what they say, cash is king. Hey, we got to take a break. We'll be right back. 720. Westplex 107.1. Yes. Give me everything. Your car keys, all that kind of stuff. Give me your phone. Just hand it over. Hand it over, yes. Uh, 7.35, it is BS in the morning. I am S, she is B. Our website is bsinthemorning.show. Whether it's coming up with Jennifer... Wojcicki. And it's sort of a WYSIWYG morning. What you see is what you get. And pretty much what you see right now is rain. And you're going to get that on your head and other parts of your body and your car. It's going to pretty much rain all day long. Uh, the, is it really going to rain all day? Oh, uh, yeah. The, the, if you look at on radar, this is a band of activity it goes all the way across the state of Missouri and halfway across Kansas. So and what's the temperature, please? Uh, temperature right now is 45. We're only going to get like 46, 47. It's pretty much going to be this. The temperature we have right now is pretty much going to be the temp pretty much all day long uh, until the sun goes down tonight. Or, well, is it muggy? Well, it's 100% humidity right now because it's raining. I understand that, but it's like almost 50 degrees. Is it muggy? I don't know how to answer that. If it's raining. Okay, never mind. <laughs> if it's raining. When you don't know how to answer something that I've said. That means it was really stupid. Well. And, and we need to move on. If there were no rain and the humidity was 100%, I'd say, yeah, it's muggy, but it's raining. So I don't think muggy sort of, you know, uh, uh, you know, fits into the uh, equation right at that point. There's a different kind of, no. Mm-mm. There's, there's rain. And then there's like a muggy rain. Okay. <laughs> It's true. Okay, Shelly's giving us her definition of rain and muggy rain. Okay, uh, muggy rain isn't that where you? In Shelly world, it's it makes perfect sense. Is it isn't muggy rain where it's raining and the guys mug you for your car keys and stuff like that? No. Oh, okay. Uh, it's okay. just a different kind of rain. It's not a refreshing kind of rain. It's not the kind of rain you want to go out and dance in. Because I do think that everybody should dance in the rain, at least once. Why? Because it's just to celebrate life, Brad. Okay. That you're up above the flowers as opposed to underneath them. I do that every morning in my shower. I dance in my shower and, you know, rain comes out of the sprinkler head, you know, the the shower head. And, oh, man, I'm dancing in there and slip on the soap and fall down and break my arm. The dancing king. Got it. (laughs) Uh, Yesterday, Battlehawks. First home game, a really exciting game. Uh, they filled lower bowl, and the GM is talking about possibly opening up some seats in the upper bowl. They play at home again this uh, this coming weekend. So it could be, and you know what's interesting is it's at a point where it's like the team was really good, 
And some of the plays were really good. Matter of fact, uh, for the first time uh, in XFL history, um, one of our guys on the Battlehawks ran back a kickoff for a touchdown. And it was a very exciting play, some really exciting play. And I know that, and, and there was one thing, did you see this? This is actually sort of cute. There was a girl who had a uh, seat right on the uh, railings, right above the uh, Battlehawk bench. And she had a sign that she says, I'll trade you a box of Girl Scout Thin Mints for an XFL football. And one of the players went over and gave her a football and took the box of cookies and was handing them out to the players on the bench. You know? Oh, that is precious. Now, see, in the NFL, that guy would have been fined. You know, yeah, would have he been, would have. He would have been fined. How and, dare you approach a child? Right, and suspended for, for two weeks, you know, because the NFL stands for the No Fun League. I don't know. It's going to be interesting. And I think part of it has to do with the fact, come on, I mean, let's be honest. Part of it has to do with the fact that people are showing up for these games because they're sort of like, like I said it last week, and, 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 and Shelly got a kick out of it, third phalanges to Stan Kroenke, right? That's why they're, that's why they're showing up for the games. Yes. They're, you know, they're going like, Hey, buddy. Third, and you know what? I had somebody. I had somebody correct me. They said it's not phalanges; it's phalanges. But I always heard it was phalanges. So did I. Yeah. Heard that from Bones. Well, yeah, well, I. But somebody, somebody, you know, texted me last week when I said that. I go, you're not saying it right. It's not phalanges; it's phalanges. But you've heard it phalanges. I have yeah, by by doc. By uh, Bones herself. That's 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 what I heard too. It's called phalanges. But what do I know? I'm just the dumb guy on the radio, right? I don't know anything. Shelley's the smart person. Aviation tag. I, I saw this last week. It's pretty interesting. There's this company in England, and what they do is when they decommission these aircraft and they send them to the boneyard and they scrap them, they go. They got a deal with I guess the company that's scrapping the aircraft, and they cut pieces out of fuselage. Uh, fuselage, and then they make them in the key tags, and they laser engrave what plane it was from, the model number, the serial number, you know, when it first entered service, when it was decommissioned. And the interesting thing was last week, they started for the first time an A380, which is the big monster Airbus uh, plane, which was supposed to take over for the uh, Boeing 747. And the Airbus A380 has not been a success. Uh, Airbus said they were going to build like 1,200 of them, and they've only built like 200 of them, and they're already scrapping the very first one. And part of it has to do with the fact that these were huge, monstrous aircraft. They were uh, in in a, a certain configuration. They would hold almost 900 people. Can you imagine that? 900 people on a plane? I, I really can't. That's like the Titanic of airplanes. Yeah, it's, it's like a double-deck kind of thing, the way the 747 was. Uh, but they have not done well, and the very first one has already come. And, and, you know, it's crazy. A lot of times you hear these aircraft that are flying. You know, you, there's still a lot of DC-3s that are up in the air. And I don't think there's been a DC-3 made since sometime like back in the late 40s, early early 50s. I mean, you know, they were around for a long time. A lot of them were used in World War II. I think they were originally designed in the, the mid to late uh, 30s, the DC-3. And yet this plane, this very first one, this A380, was already scrapped. and It was only like 12 years old. And part of it has to do with the fact that it's not very fuel efficient. And the problem also is it doesn't fit in a lot of airports. It's so big, they can't, they can't get it into some <laughs> well, of the Well, they airports. don't have anything to go under. Well, no, no, they can't get it like it's so big there's not enough room like at the jetways. You know how they have, you know, they have like the, the jetways space. Those ramps. Like the gates. Well, space. have them park like general aviation and have them, you know, put a red 
a red carpet down the 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 galleyway or the plank. I don't, I don't think and, they'll and just have them go down that way and then walk on the tarmac. I don't think they allow that anymore in most of the big airports. I think that's since the nine eleven thing. I think that's that's prohibited. You can't you can't be on the tarmac. You can't. So walk. is Lambert still considered a large airport? <laughs> Well, we got a big, a big Southwest terminal, <laughs> you know. No. Yes, we do. No, it's, it's, it's. Well, you know that it's not nearly what it used to be, which is sad, you know. In its, yeah, it is. In its heyday, it is, Lambert it is was sad, was a top actually. ten airport. I don't even think we make it in the top fifty anymore, you know. Which is, which is, and and I have friends of mine that fly in O'Hare and they call complain. Oh my God, or I go like, why don't they fly into St. Louis? You know, I mean, you know, first off, we're further south. We don't have all the, the, the weather and the winter problems they have up in Chicago. But I don't know. American, you know, when they took over TWA, they uh, pretty much, uh, you know, got rid of most of the flights out of St. Louis. And, and you know, I, when I was back in the day, when I was flying traffic in a helicopter, that was when Southwest for came, first came into St. Louis. And we'd always laugh about, you know, hey, those little small planes, you know, 737s, you know, were flying around. And now they're the big planes at Lambert. You know what I mean? Because there's no big aircraft anymore. There's not any of the big uh, 757s. Or maybe there might be a few, but most of the planes out there are 737s, are uh, the regional jets, you know, the, the bombardier or the, you know, the small, uh, you know, 40, 50, 60 seat uh, aircraft. And that's pretty much it. Sad. You know, and it is sad, and we, actually. We needed that W1W and that Colonel Griggs. Oh, my God. What a guy he was. Don't you think? Colonel Griggs? Yeah. You know, you don't know who I'm talking about, do you? Is that the one that was over Lambert? Talk to anybody who lived in Bridgeton. They'll know who Colonel Griggs is. He was the guy. Yeah, he was the one that, because, you know, if you work for the city, you actually have to live in the city. And and the airport is considered in the city of St. Louis. The rest of it, it's owned the rest by the of city. it around it is yeah, St. Louis County. It's owned by the city. But the, the airport itself is considered St. Louis City. Right. It's owned by the city. Yeah, and and that was the controversy that I think he lived in Chesterfield, wasn't that the deal? I can't. Remember. I don't know where the man's residence was, but I know that it was an issue. Yeah, well, people made fun of him. And I knew I knew Lieutenant Colonel Griggs. They, they made fun of him because of his mustache. Remember, he had the Snidely Whiplash mustache. Remember that? He did. Yes. He did the barrel mustache. <laughs> we had the one with that's like, not what it was called. It was called. Uh, no, it's a Snidely Whiplash mustache. You know, he's got the thing yes, that goes on the end where you, yes, you put was, the, the mustache wax on and you twist it, and it's got like little little fins that stick out the side. You know, God, that's what yes. I do with my mustache. I'm going to make a Snidely Whiplash mustache. Think I look good like that? Why don't you go ahead and try that and see how it works for you? <laughs> That's coming back. I've seen guys wear that recently, you know. I mean, yes, I know. <laughs> some of the who was one of the ball players had that for a while. One of the baseball players had the Snidely Whiplash mustache, and people were going like, "What's he talking about, Snidely Whiplash?" You know. <laughs> yeah, they don't know who that is. anybody under the it's, age. It's what is it, Morticia? No, Letitia. La, uh, no, that was that was uh, Morticia. That was uh, that was um, the monsters. No, I know that was Adam's family. No, Adam's but family, no, Adam's there. Right. Who who was that? I can't remember, but it's. <laughs> Snidely Whiplash. That was Dudley Do-Right. Dudley Do-Right, the Canadian That's Mountain. It. Yes. That's and, it. and Snidely Whiplash was always the one who was who was who was kidnapping his girlfriend and tying her to the railroad tracks. And then Dudley Do-Right would always come and save her. Yes. And it's not Save the day. Yeah. Oh, I have come to <laughs> save the come day. To save the day. People are going like, what in the hell are they talking about, right? <laughs> it's 745. Westplex 107.1. How do you? You like those songs that end on a question, but there's not a complete question. How do you? Well, it didn't really land on on a complete question. It was like, ooh, ooh, and then it was done. What was that again? Nope. <laughs>
<laughs> I am wise to you, Brad Hildebrand. <laughs> ooh wah, ooh wah. Let me think about that for a minute. Ooh wah, ooh wah. Okay. Um, that was the last thought of that. <laughs> ooh wah, ooh wah. Okay. Ooh wah, ooh wah. Ooh wah, ooh wah, oh. And on the farm he had a pig. Ooh wah, ooh wah, oh. With ooh wah That's hair. not it. That's not it? Okay. No, there's probably something I could come up with, but it wouldn't be fitting for radio. So, um, How about over the weekend? Gloria Vanderbilt's son, you know who I'm talking about? No. You know who Gloria Vanderbilt's son is? At least one of them? I'm sorry? You know who Gloria Vanderbilt's son is? Uh, young Mr. Vanderbilt? No, Anderson Cooper. Did you know that? The talk show guy? Yeah, that's Gloria Vanderbilt's son. Okay. So why didn't he keep the name? Didn't want to be associated with a crazy woman? <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, he had Blago on, you know, Blagojevich, the, the former uh, uh, governor of Illinois who uh, just got recently bailed out of jail by, by President Trump. And, okay. And I, I heard that, actually. Okay. It was, I, I, I didn't see it live because I don't have cable, but I saw the part of the interview. If you can find it, if you can, you know, research it, it's on YouTube. But they had a cuss fest because, uh, because Anderson Cooper, uh, and it's funny because it reminds us of our show, Anderson Cooper, uh, Blagojevich Blagoje, was saying something, I can't remember. And Anderson Cooper said, that's BS, but he didn't say BS, he used the words. And Blagojevich came right back at him and said, no, it's not BS. But once again, he didn't say the letters. He said the word. And uh, very, uh, very, uh, shall we say, acrimonious kind of interview. They were really slugging it out and going back and forth. Because obviously Anderson Cooper, you know how he thinks. He thinks that Blago should still be in jail. And, yeah, uh, you, know, <laughs> you know, and once again, the guy gets out of jail and within what seventy two hours, he's on TV. And, and did you see the thing last year, uh, last week? Yeah, where, he didn't let any grass grow under his feet. Well, but they he, he got out like at night, and the next morning he had a press conference in front of his house. But he kept dabbing blood from his chin. Did you see that thing? No, I didn't. He said he cut himself shaving because it's the first time since he's been in jail that he had a sharp razor. And I'm thinking to myself, I never thought of that. How do they shave in jail? How do they shave in prison? Apparently, they don't use razors. Maybe it's like electric razors Nair or something. There and a butter knife? I don't know. I don't know how they do it. But he talked about how it's been like eight years since he used a razor, and he was on TV, and he kept dabbing away at his chin, which was bleeding. And his wife would say, you're bleeding again, and he'd dab away at his chin while he's doing this press conference. It's pretty funny. I mean, it wasn't funny funny, like, you know, like, I mean, but he was like, Not you know. like funny ha-ha, well, but, but you funny. Know, once again, how many people would go on TV, you know, I mean, like talking about, you know, Mr. You know, hey, this is, you know, this is, you know, who I am. Um, you know what I mean? I mean, it's to the point where he was just like, hey, you know, here I am. I uh, just shaved this morning and I'm bleeding and I'll talk to you. And he had all the people on his front lawn and he had all the interviews. So it's interesting. Some people think that, you know, you hear to people, oh, she should have rotted in jail. They should have given him life. And then other people are going like, you know, and he got sort of overcharged, you know, 14 years, you know. I mean, the whole, if you know the whole deal, the whole deal was about the fact that, that when he was the governor, when uh, Obama became the uh, president, and Obama only okay. served two years of his six-year term. So in, in a lot he's of... He's the one that sold his, tried to sell a seat, yes, isn't it? Yes, in a lot of the states, uh, the governor has the right to appoint 
um, a senator, and I think even some states, the um, the U.S. representative, if if like a position opens up, somebody you know resigns or unfortunately they die in office, uh, that uh, the governor can uh, do that. And essentially, what you know, they had all these wiretaps of Blagojevich trying to sell it, you know, you know, trying to sell it to the highest bidder. Okay, who give me two million dollars in my campaign fund for the senatorial seat? That kind of a thing. So you know, I mean, and you know, the crazy thing about it is, you know, that happens all the time. You know, I mean, politics, that's the way it happens all the time. Hey, you know what? I'll appoint you to this commission if you uh, send some money to my reelection campaign. You know what I'm saying? All the time. It, it, it does happen all the time. Yeah. He just got caught. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, but, but one of those things where why were they wiretapping why were, why were him? You know, I mean, obviously they thought he was up to no good. And when they got the wiretaps, I mean, you know, that's the thing that always sort of spooks me is the fact that, that if the government wants to get you, they're going to get you. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's like almost if you ever watch some of these these there's this thing called um, I don't know what's called it's on with A and E Network and I don't have cable so I don't watch it but there's a bunch of them on on YouTube now and it's called it's called Police Live or something like that and it's all it is is like they bounce around the country you know hey we're going to so and so we're going to Louisville Kentucky where there's a high speed chase going on right now and it really isn't live if you look in the upper right hand corner it'll always say you know recorded earlier and sometimes you see these cops pull these people over. And like, you know, it's almost like, okay, they're sort of, you know, going after him. Okay, what's this? What's this? I mean, perfect example, okay? I got a situation where, and I should admit this, in my truck, my pickup truck, I was at a place yesterday that had beer cans laying all over the place. It was, you know, it was a piece of property. And, and I, I thought to myself, that looks nasty. And I got out of my truck and I picked up all the beer cans. I threw them in the back of my truck. And I'm thinking to myself, man, if I were in Illinois and I got pulled over by the cops, I'd get arrested for that. It's illegal transportation in Illinois. Even if they're empty. Did you put them in a bag or did you just throw uh, them in your truck? Just threw them in the back of the truck, you know, to the point where I recycle my aluminum. I got a, I got a recycling yeah, bucket here at the station, you know, and I just throw everything in a bucket and then I crush it, you know, and then I take it to my recycling place out there in Valley Park, you know. And, and you know, once again, I mean, people make fun. You're not. Isn't that a song? Crushing it? <laughs> yeah, crushing it. You're not environmentally correct. Hey, I crush the stuff and I, you know, recycle it, you know? So, you know, and first off, A, it was littering this piece of property. And second off, it was like, okay, I can make, you know, what are the, you know, what are the cans, a couple cents a piece, you know, if you get a bunch of them, you know? And they were the, yeah, and first that's off, true. they were, every, every little bit helps. They were Keystone beer. So, you know, it was some like some low life kind of guy because nobody drinks Keystone. That's like saying nobody drinks stag. Well, they don't drink stag, but I used to love stag. Remember 905 beer? Remember that was around? I do not. I only like the Pilsner beers, oh, which is what stag was. I, I wouldn't know the difference between beers. I, if you put cinnamon in one and, 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 and peppermint in the other, I wouldn't know the difference. You know, I mean, go like, okay, it tastes like beer to me. Well, but, then you need to go to Friendship Brewery and have, because um, they... they have the best selection I'm, and they have some really great cider too i'm not a beer guy i've never acquired a taste for beer i mean to me it's just like i'd, I'd rather drink um you know like cheapy soda you know um you know like knockoff soda than drink beer you know and well you do that <laughs> i drink mountain dew i love mountain dew mountain dew and <laughs> and then see and sun there's, there's one no there's Sundrop. one that you can't hardly find anymore and I don't know what it's. I don't know what it's called. Well, but it was very like sun. Sundrop. Sundrop. It's only in certain areas. It's out in, Fra- oh. it's out in Franklin. It's been on Franklin County for a long time. The the Pepsi distributor that advertises with us, uh, Hibbler Bottling Company in New Haven. They have a Sundrop. Matter of fact, they used to have. I don't know if you can still get Sundrop. Them. That's it. Yeah, they used to have Cheerwine too. You ever had Cheerwine? Cheerwine's really good. 
cheer wine? Yeah, it's a soda. It's out of someplace out of the Carolinas, and uh, uh, I think you can still get it in uh, some of the gas stations in Franklin County, like in Washington and Union. I believe they still have cheer wine. We did Is it wine? A, no, no, it's a soda. But we did it. We did a promotion from years ago when they first brought it into the St. Louis area, and I mean, it's really good. It's it's like a cola kind of stuff, but it's got it's got like a distinct taste to it. Some people say it's sort of like Dr. Does Pepper. Does it taste like cheer? No, some people say it tastes like Dr. Pepper. You know, to a certain extent, like Dr. Pepper. So, oh, okay. Well, I've never actually heard of that. Cheer wine. Uh, you know what? I'll, I'll try to find some. I'll give it to you. Hey, we got to take a break. We're running behind. It's 801. Westplex 107.1. That's going to do it for us. BS in the morning. Another show is in the history books or in the, the infamous books. One of the two. The infamous books. <laughs> the yeah. infamous books. Instead of the famous <laughs> books, it's in the infamous books. Um, any last parting words? I just want to tell everybody it's Monday. It's going to be a great day, even though it's going to be rainy. Don't just pretend like it's singing the rain. That's what I say. Got it. Have a great day, everybody. Looking forward to uh, talking to you tomorrow. Thank you for tuning in today. And uh, peace. And you're going to say? Oh, the most important man in St. Charles steps up to the microphone and says...